Welcome to Freeman on Real Estate, the podcast about the hard facts behind what's going on in real estate. Realtor Mike Freeman of Coldwell Banker, who holds an MBA in finance, draws from his financial background and deep network to bring the most value for anyone looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest. Hello, everybody. This is David Yaz, the Boston Podcast Network, here again with you. Freeman on Real Estate is the show, of course. Mike Freeman is here. Mike, how goes it? Doing great, Dave. How are you doing today? Doing well. People are still talking about Mark Filipkowski's appearance on the show on the last episode that we posted. I hope he's dealing with the newfound fame well. Yeah, I do have concerns about that. <laughs> it, might go, it might go right to his head. But he has returned. Friend of Mike, Mark Filipkowski, sports aficionado and all-around okay guy. I mean, great guy. Thanks, <laughs> Dave. So in order to kind of Keep the mood that we did last time. We're going to talk some sports today, a couple other things, and it'll be a fun episode. Patriots, let's let's check in. We, the three of us, I know, grew up bleeding the red and blue and sometimes silver. And, and you know, I always like to say that the Patriots rooting experience has been pretty much everything you could hope for in our lifetime. The, the, the incredible suffering, right, pre, pre-Belichick. But then incredible rewards. It was it all paid off, right? And now eh, here we are. It feels weird. Your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I mean it's it's really weird. And you know the audience doesn't know, but we'll we'll tell the audience that you know Mark and I have been fortunate enough to have season tickets since 1994. He got tickets with his father. I was finishing up grad school. I actually came in the second year, but 1994. So if you think about that, it was Bledsoe and Parcells' second year, and they actually had. A uh, really good year that first year, yeah. And they went to the playoffs. So, granted, the Parcells Bledsoe era wasn't as good as Belichick and Brady, but it was still pretty successful. So, this is to was me, that the year? Sorry to interrupt you. Was that the year of the the comeback win against the Vikings? Yeah, it, it, incredible. Yeah. I, I was I went down a rabbit hole. Kevin like, Turner, yeah, Kevin Turner catching a pass in overtime. Yeah. No one expected that, but that was Bledsoe's. That was his come out, uh, coming out party yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wasn't there because I was I was in my second year of grad school. But I, I certainly <laughs> talked to Mark after the game. Um, but you know, we were, we were talking about this, and if you look back at thirty years, this is really the only time that they've been like this, which is incredible. You uh, know? That's probably right in the it, last thirty years. It is. I, I mean, mean, but we, I mean, we do remember. Two and fourteen. We remember, and yeah, one and one and fifteen. I want to say, yeah. Rod Rust, Rod, Rod Rust, <laughs> and Rod Redunk Trust. Yeah, Dick McPherson wasn't much better, but yes. But what an enthusiastic guy he was. He was. <laughs> He's a good hugger. So, so yeah, it, it, it's depressing, right? It is, and you know, we had such an incredible run. If you if you told us thirty years ago, Mark, that they're going to win two championships. <laughs> In the 30 years, we'd be pretty damn happy with that. Yeah. They won six. Yeah. I mean, we used to say, you know, we used to say all we want is one. It's come on. It's all least, we want is yeah, one. Yeah. We but then once that. you get, once you get one, you do want another. You want more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what do we talk about? We talk about the ones they lost. They lost three Super Bowls. You know, we talk about that as much as we talk about the six that they won. It's so. weird how those still hurt. They I mean, hurt. Be, people would be, you know, the fans of like the Cleveland Browns would be like, are you kidding me? You like that? You worry about that? You, Spend time thinking about the ones you, yeah. but the ones we lost, they were real heartbreakers. <laughs> they were real they terrible. Were. So, sorry. So, I think that you know when I think about this year, 
it's difficult. You know, we joked, Mark and I were joking recently about that they had an excellent win a couple of weeks ago against Buffalo, and we were saying this was our Super Bowl because we used to joke <laughs> that other teams would win a regular season game, and that was this Super Bowl. So what do you what do you think, Mark? I You know, I just think over the last 20 years, before the most recent couple of years, one of the most amazing statistics, and you really have to be a, a sports fan to understand this, but under Brady, they essentially went to the Super Bowl one out of every two years. Yeah. 50% of the time. Unheard of. They were going to the Super Bowl, whether they won or lost. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, Dave, there, there, there are franchises out there that have been in existence for a long time, and they've never made a Super Bowl, or maybe they got to one back in the 1970s. It was just an incredible, incredible run. But now... It feels different, you know. It 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 hurts. Yeah, it is bringing back memories of Rod Rust and you <laughs> McMillan and you know, some of those boys. <laughs> the aluminum benches at the old stadium. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you, Mark, because I know that you mentioned Mark's dad, and every time your dad is is, is such a I as far as I can see a great dad and and a great grandfather as well was always at all of uh, you know Alex games and. And I just love always see, when I see the pictures of you guys at the tailgate. I love seeing. Did your dad start rooting for them way back when, or? Like? Yeah, I mean, my my dad is a Massachusetts guy. He's always been a big Patriots fan, mm-hmm. and he jumped on board as soon as we were able to get the season tickets in '94. But what do you did he root for them in the in the early like back to yeah. the inception of the team? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But the greatest thing now, and Mike can attest to this, is he's still going to the games with us at 84 years old. Wow. That's great. And he feels really, really good because we now tailgate with another group of guys from Western Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. and they bring a 97-year-old to the games. So So, he's a kid. So he feels like a kid. He feels like a kid, absolutely. I just think it's one of the real nice traditions. As as it happens, I have pictures of my mom standing with me with the – uh, construction of Schaefer Stadium ongoing. So wow. you could see like the, the, the concrete going up. You remember how beautiful that stadium gorgeous. was? Oh, <laughs> so Absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. Oh, man. State it, of the art. It was you, concrete you, jungle. You take any, any given high school stadium in Texas. Texas. It's, 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 it guarantee it's nicer than that thing was. But, and so my parents had season tickets from when that stadium opened. But, but so Mike, any fixes, any hope? Well, <laughs> long, really. long pause, long sigh. Yeah. I mean, I, they need help everywhere. This is just not a strong team in any way. And, you know, it just, it just isn't working. And, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about, well, is Belichick going to be traded to Washington? Like that was the new news in the last couple of days. Are they going to trade him to the Washington commanders who they coincidentally play this weekend? I, I don't know. It just, it just isn't working. And I hate let me, to say, let me it, ask you about that for a minute. Have you ever heard of rumors of a coach being traded, a head coach being traded? I don't think I've it's, heard rumors. I've seen it. Has, it's, has it's, it happened? It's, it's actually it's happened like eight or nine times. It has in, in the NFL. Trades really? have yeah. happened, but I haven't heard rumors. No, I, I heard on the radio the other day they said eight or nine times a coach has been uh. traded in the NFL. So there's definitely precedent for it. Wow. Well, traded, yes. Yeah. But do you remember there being talk like, oh, there's rumors this coach is like going to be tra- like I don't yeah. like like what's going on right now. That I don't remember that there were, that there were rumors and talk about it happening before. Oh, it right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if this were just hypothetically like five years ago, 
and there was talk of trade. Of course, you, that you'd be insane to trade the greatest coach of all time at the height of his powers. But I can imagine what he would fetch. What would you you would give? I mean, he transformed a, a franchise like that. If he could do that for your franchise, you trade everything you have, right? Yeah, I mean, so, I think, I did he really he, though? Yes, he did. <laughs> he didn't do it by himself, but well. Well, I, I, see I, what you're saying I, there, I think Mark. that narrative is changing. Listen, <laughs> eleven seasons, I believe, is now the sample size we have to go on without a quarterback named Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Eleven seasons between Cleveland and the Patriots oh, for without what Brady. Belichick has done right. And the bottom line is, he's like fifteen games under five hundred as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the I th- mean. But here's the thing. He played, he and his coaches and the players he brought in, whether it was the receivers in the early years or guys like Gronk in the later years, he played a big role in Brady's development and Brady's success. You, you can't say it's zero. He played. A, he, he and his coaches played a big role. And Says you. Well, the flaw... It's a fact. I think the flaw in that argument, just if I may, that, you may. that <laughs> if you're going to penalize him... And you kind of are penalizing him for having the greatest quarterback that ever lived. What do you do for the years when he had crappy quarterbacks? And you could, you could. So, in other words, first of all, he picked Brady, which was was somewhat of an unpopular decision. I mean, actually, he didn't. Well, he didn't pick him in the draft. You mean it was an assistant coach, rest in peace. Can't remember Dick his Rabine? name, Dick Dick Rabine. Oh yeah, the quarterback. Who was the one who found Brady at Michigan? Obviously, people knew who Brady was, but Rabine was the one who went to Belichick and convinced them to take him. But he did play him, and when he could have put Bledsoe back in, when Bledsoe healed up, and but, he could have put Damon Hewitt in as the backup. <laughs> true, yeah. And one of the sorry, but one Brady of the had been in the system for a couple of years, practicing every day. So by that point, they knew they had something with Brady. Do you remember all of us arguing, like, why are the Patriots keeping a fourth quarterback? Yeah, I was just going to say Why are that. we wasting a roster spot on a fourth quarterback? Because he saw something in him. Yeah. Because. Not just Dick Rabine. Belichick obviously had the final decision, and he kept him on the roster and didn't put him on the practice squad for a reason, because he saw something in him. I don't know. I mean, do people say Andy Reid's never done anything without Mahomes? Do people say, you know, Phil Jackson's never done anything without Michael Jordan or Kobe. I say that. <laughs> I, I just Dave, think, we could have coached some of those teams that Phil Jackson Jack, Jackson coached. I just think it's a little manipulative to say, "Well, look at what he did with." But he had Brady. He had so that's his quarterback. So it and what is he? I mean, would we be happier if he were a little less successful with Brady? I don't know. No, okay. If if I can just I guess finalize my position on this. <laughs> Get it, get it down for the record, Mark. Yeah. I just think the pie is shifting, whereas before a lot of people thought it was 50-50, right? Brady and Belichick leading to the great success of the Patriots. I think now it's clearly shifting in Brady's favor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if... As if, being if, a more important cloud well, in, in, yeah. in the team. And I, as soon as Brady left, I thought this is going to be fascinating. And I personally thought... Bill Belichick team will never be irrelevant. They'll never be, and probably never be under 500, that he's that good a coach. And I seem to be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that clearly I mean, is, is that where you are? Yeah. I mean, that clearly hasn't happened. And yeah, I mean, I, I understand Mark's argument, but, you know, unlike, say, basketball or hockey or baseball, you, 
Brady only played offense. He didn't play special teams. He didn't play defense. You think about all those great defensive teams that the Patriots had, especially early on in his career. And what happens if Vinatieri... Vinatieri won two, the first two Super Bowls with his kicks. What if he didn't win those Super Bowls with his, what if he didn't make the kick in the snowball against the Raiders? Like, I just think there was a lot, there were a lot of great things that happened on those six Super Bowl teams. And Brady was obviously the most important player, but Belichick brought in all the other guys. And I, and, and I always keep coming back to that. He and his coaches played a significant role in developing Brady and making him what he was. Yeah, mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I will give you that I think Belichick is a great defensive coach. He always has been, going back to the Giants, and I still think he is to this day. Whether it's drafting personnel, bringing in free agents, X's and O's, adjusting during a game, I think he's still phenomenal as a defensive coach. I just have big, big question marks about him on the offensive side of the ball. And I think those question marks, which have always been there, are now just becoming glaring question marks over the last three years, whether it be drafting, unable to draft a wide receiver, when certain classes have been absolutely loaded and stacked Mm. with stud wide receivers, and we can't draft one ever. I know. Right? You know, just examples like that. So That's true. So I have a, a little treat for you guys. This is a Patriots audio quiz, and I think what we'll do is we'll take turns because I don't have a buzzer for you guys to buzz in. So, <laughs> Mike, it's your show. You get. I'm going to play an audio clip, and then I'm going to ask you a question about it. Here's number one. Uh, 16 years, a dream come true for me, playing for the Patriots. A lot of great memories. You get to play with a lot of great guys, experience things that most people never get a chance to experience. Do you still feel as durable as you did back then? You were known for your toughness. I, I was known for my toughness when I played. I'm still tough, but I'm I'm falling apart fast. You know, I'm... What uh, famous Patriot was that speaking? I can give you a hint if you want. Was it Mike Rabel? No. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Marcus, but... I'm, go- I'm going Steve Grogan. Steve Grogan is oh. correct. Well done. Okay. Good um, job. Yeah. Um, I'm falling apart because he, <laughs> yeah, he truly fell apart. Yeah. I was thinking it was somebody in the recent era. Okay. Tough, tough SOB. Yeah, he was. All right. We'll start this. Mark, we'll give you this one. Do you want to play here? Do you want to play for the New England Patriots? I did. Did? I did. D-I-D, I did. That, that means pass. That it means... does. Mark, do you know who that was? Talking with Ron Burton. Is that his name? Steve, Steve Burton? Burton. Steve Burton. Ron Burton was the his dad. You stumped me on that one. Is it Irving Fryer? No, but you're close. Wide receiver. Hartley Dykes? No. I'll give you a hint. He's Her- no he's no longer with us. Oh, I have got it. I've yep. got it. Terry Glenn. That's right. Yeah, that was when he famously was stopped playing because of and we probably shouldn't joke about it these days. He he was he was struggling with depression or something like that. But he is one of um Five players who've caught a touchdown from Tom Brady who are no longer alive. That's how many players. Wow. <laughs> he got the first one. He did. That's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Died, died in a car crash, I believe, in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one is for you, Mike. Going way Two back. thin, flexible screens. The first shave's incredibly close. The second, even closer. Smooth. Now I know why he bought the company. Can you name who that was featured in that ad? And for bonus points, who the Patriots player was featured in that ad? Well, the owner has to be Victor Kayan. That's right. Absolutely right. But the player. 
Oh, I don't know. The player was a quarter was no idea. played quarterback for the Patriots at some point during the short Victor so time. Millen? No. Zolak? No. I'll give you a hint. He's better known for playing on other teams. Mark Wilson? No. I'll give you a hint. He's short. Flutie. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark, here's one for you. And he's in the gun. Collie and Tompkins left. Brady throws it to the end zone for Kenbrell Tompkins. Leaping. He's got it. Touchdown. Kenbrell Tompkins. Brady's back. That's your quarterback. Hold the building. Unicorns. Show ponies. Where's the beef? <laughs> I was going to ask who the player was that caught the pass, except it was mentioned in the clip. Kemberl Tompkins against the New Orleans Saints. And the commentator was? Zolak. (laughs) Can I just add something quickly? So this is really funny that you played that, Dave, because we were just talking about this game a few days ago. We We were out, Mark and I and a few other guys, and we were talking about, we were out with my son Sam, and we were talking about that is the only game. Yep. In the 30 years we've had season tickets, that we left early yep. when they were winning, when they were losing. Bad, mm. losing bad. And they came back and they won, and we said, never again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only time. Yeah. It was the same. Do you remember what happened that day in yeah. uh, baseball? Oh. Oh, no. It was that was day. That World Series game? That, no. It, I'm pretty sure it, it was that ALCS game where Poppy hit the Grand Slam and Tory Hunter went flying over the bullpen oh. fence. I'm pretty sure that was it. Just uh. a, a red letter day in uh, Boston sports. All right, miss those days, Dave. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll do two more. Whose turn is it? I forget. I think it's Mark's. It's Mark's turn. Okay. Troy Brown at the 45. He heads left to the 50. Oh, Straight up the middle of the 45. To the 40. To the 35. To the 30. 25. 15. 10. Touchdown, Troy Brown. Fancy running by Troy Brown for a go-ahead touchdown. All right. You want this question? Well, no, we, it's actually Mike's. It was yeah. actually, yeah, we, we, we realized. I'm going to come clean with you. I forget what question I was going to ask about this. Or maybe I was going to ask when that occurred. Yeah, I can say. Well, okay, go. I think we both know which game that was. So that was when the Patriots beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship in 2002. Absolutely right. On the way to the first Super, Super Bowl win. Which we went to. Oh, you went to that one? Yeah, we both oh. we went to that. See, that was the one to go to. That was the way to play it because then you don't have to – the rest of us Patriots fans wondered, should I go to this one? But what if they lose this one? He's, can we agree, one of the most beloved Patriots of all time? Oh, I love Troy Brown. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, yeah. and deservedly so. Yep. So Still coaching. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a, a trivia question about, well, the answer is going to be obvious, but I'll ask the question anyways. What player has caught a touchdown pass from a quarterback who he also intercepted a ball from. That's Troy Brown with Bledsoe. That's right. Very good. And he he had, I think, three interceptions yeah. in his career because it was that was a weird time. You know, you, you talk about how the good coaching, I mean, we were down to zero defensive backs, so decimated. Take, take take your best player that's not a defensive back and put him out there. Wasn't that the, the days of Troy Brown, Hank Poteet? Hank Poteet. Hank Poteet. Yeah. Who was wow. the guy they took The guy they took off the street as a street? Earthwind Moreland. Earth- yeah, I remember that guy. Right. And I think they went to they went to a Super Bowl, won a yeah. Super Bowl with that yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. The, his parents named him after Earth, Wind, and Fire. Again, kudos to Belichick <laughs> yeah. on defense. On defense, yeah. And, yeah, 
All right, last one. NFL Rule 3, Section 22, Article 2, Note 2. When a player is holding the ball to pass it forward, any intentional forward movement starts a forward pass. Even if the player loses possession of the ball as he is attempting to tuck it back towards his body. Oh, God, that's bogus. (laughs) (laughs) I assume that was... Somebody like Charles Woodson who said that. Uh, that's that was going to be part of the question, so we'll give you points for oh, that right, right off the bat. But you know what? I think we all know that so well, so I don't have a question necessarily, except to ask you because it is well, it's the same season we were just talking about, two thousand one, two thousand two, right? And uh, were you guys at that game? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I was as well. Just what do you remember about that game? What I remember is there being a snowdrift on my head. <laughs> that's one thing I remember. I mean, obviously the game, but that's one thing outside of the game. Yeah. I also remember that I almost left, and I got I was on that play, the you know the famous tuck rule play. Nobody knew the rule. It seemed like it was a fumble. Yep. It was the right call because that was the the rule at the time. But I like started to get up and leave. And one of our friends, Mike Belzano, actually stopped me. He said, oh, Mike, you know, you might want to wait. Just see what happens. And so I waited, and then it was reversed. And then, you know, I might have been gone. Everyone in this – I like to think of Boston sports fans as knowledgeable. And when you saw that play, everyone in the stadium believed it was a fumble. Yeah, And the game was over. Yes. The Raiders, the yeah. Woodson had recovered. And uh, But it, it, in – the all the stuff that came out later, I was I had completely forgotten. But I was watching a game, a non Patriots game, very intently that season involving Kurt Warner because I think he was on my fantasy team, and the exact same thing happened, and they called it an incomplete pass. Yep. And so it was the right call. But what do you remember about the game, Mark? Well, how old were we? Probably not a lot. Probably was a really good tailgate. No, I'm just jo- <laughs> I'm just joking. The one other thing from that game I really remember, other than you know obviously the snowstorm was Vinatieri's kick. Yeah. Still has to be one of the greatest kicks yeah. in the history of football. It has to be. I mean, a raging snowstorm, a low-line drive. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, the, it was that game it makes me want to go back and just watch the whole thing over again. Maybe I will. Maybe that's what I'm getting, maybe that's what <laughs> I'm going to do tonight. But it was this there was so much. It was the last game in the stadium. They were going to rip down the stadium yep. uh, mercifully after that game. <laughs> it was a Patriots team that was on the rise. It was a game that we were expected to win and all of a sudden we weren't going to win. Yep. Yeah. And the the only Patriots touchdown had come on a, a Brady run and I kept thinking that final drive we, we, you know, even after we got the the call reversed, I was like, we have to run in for a touchdown. There's no way we're going to be able to kick in this thing. And um, I've been looking for this clip for years. I can't find it, but it was it must have been a national radio broadcast because I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Harlan, and he had the awesome, the best call. He said, "Vinatieri's kick, the kick is low, the kick is limping, but the kick is good." <laughs> because the, I swear, if if like you know. Mark, I had like been on your shoulders standing on the ten yard line. I could have reached up and knocked Absolutely. that thing. It never got more than no. like eleven feet off the ground, and Absolutely. it kept going. It just kept yep. going. I, I don't. It's like you rarely see a kick like that. And but, it was stoned so hard. I don't uh, even think we could see it was the ball hard. in yep. mid flight. I mean, what, and actually, so you, so what do you remember from that day, Dave? That one of the thing, one thing I do remember very clearly is that as soon as that kick left his foot. And you saw how low it was. I was like, oh, no. I right. thought he was going to miss horribly and, like, not even reach the end zone. it was going to land on the 15-yard line. Yes, that's what yeah. I thought. I was yeah. like, 
And then it just magically it was, kept going. Well, it was, you know, if you if you believe in karma and, and forces, known forces we can't see, there are two moments in Boston sports that are that sort of magical. That that kick, I mean, not only won that game, propelled them to a Super Bowl, basically turned the entire franchise yeah. around. If he misses that kick, we we it's another disappointing season. And by the way, maybe Belichick doesn't last in New England. Correct. You know, yep. ma- ma- and instead turns on the entire franchise. And then a couple of years later, Dave Roberts stealing second. It was kind yeah. of like if you had to pick one moment. And if anything had gone the other way, like, and in that game, never mind Vinatieri's kick, never mind the tuck rule, there were two or three other plays that it looked like we were about to lose. And you guys might remember that the Raiders had a chance to run out the clock and went and take a knee. And they they ran like a sweep or something, I want to say. And Brian Cox came up and hit, hit the most hellacious hit yeah. on the red and held him on yep. on uh, third third and one or whatever it was. Uh, I could talk about the game forever, <laughs> but we do we do need to move on. So let's uh, move on to more about Mike. More about Mike. More about Mike. More about Mike. Well. We've had our full meal of sports, and so for dessert, something a little different. The question, the more about my question for the week is, if you had to live in a different state, what would it be? It's, this is like the coin flip. You can defer or you can take the question. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer. I want to hear what Mark has to say. Okay. He's thought about this. I'm going, I'm going Tennessee. Wow. I'm going Tennessee. My, my daughter, she had it. She had an internship a couple of summers ago at Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and I'd never been to Nashville. Ashamed to say I'd never been to Nashville. And I went down and visited her, and I absolutely fell in love with the city. Had a great time. I've been back subsequently a couple of times. Just love the place. Any city that's built on food, booze, and music, music yeah. Yeah. It's okay with me. It's clean. It's walkable. Yep. It's beautiful. It's growing. It's up and coming. Really, really like it. Obviously, better weather than up here. So it may be a retirement option in the future. And then you're 90 minutes from Graceland because you want to visit right. the King, you know, yeah, which is cool. Absolutely. Uh, my cousins and I did that trip four or five years back. We did both. We did Nashville and and Memphis. But what you said is is i would summarize it, it, it fun and incredibly sort of user friendly yes. like it's it, and you know for all the as young men we all at some point went to the party places in this country you know fort lauderdale las vegas <laughs> new orleans yep they're all fun but las vegas is incredibly ex- expensive and you know, you can't really. Well, there are some places I'm sure you can go bar hopping, but for the most part, you're in a casino. You're kind of stuck there. New Orleans is fantastic, but smells like vomit and urine <laughs> in most places. It's pretty dirty. And then you got Nashville, yeah. which yeah, I, I was I've been there maybe twice, Mark. And the last time I was there, which by the way was right in the middle of COVID, not one mask in sight on Broadway. There, <laughs> they didn't care. D- Dave, I was there during COVID. Oh, really? We might have I'm been. Si- I'm sitting in, in Kid Rock's Honky Tonk. Yeah, place is absolutely jammed. Broadway is jammed, and outside my window, there was a homeless guy holding up a sign. F COVID, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> it, it's weird because he was right, and he was right. He was right. Was Nobody right. cared. I mean, if we know what we knew now, we probably would have said. Screw it. I'm going to get it eventually. I got the vaccine. We'll see oh, how it goes. Some of us did say that. <laughs> Don't get me going. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. Not, yeah. 
Have you been to Nashville? I haven't, so okay. I am embarrassed to All say right. I've never been. But, right, let's, um, let's let's get Mike down to yeah. Nashville. But your answer, Mike. Mine, um, and, and I think of, you know, kind of like Mark, Mark said Tennessee, but he's thinking specifically of Nashville, and I kind of think of city also, and I think of San Diego. Mm. And so I would choose California, but San Diego specifically, I think it has the best weather of any city in the country, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun in addition to being beautiful weather. And they have no bugs. Wow. It's a nice place. At, so, as Ron, Bergen, Ron Burgundy would say, <laughs> it's the greatest city in the world. It's a fact. <laughs> he said a few other things we probably can't yeah. repeat here. <laughs> yes. San Diego, which the founded by the Spaniards, who <laughs> called it San Diego, which means a whale's vagina. Yeah, that's the part I wasn't going to yeah. say. <laughs> All right. I might take that out. All right. Uh, excellent job, Mark. I hope you had fun. Had a great time, Dave. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Mike, maybe even have him back one day? Maybe one day. We'll okay. see. All right. <laughs> Terrific job. Thanks for being a good sport, Mark. And Mike, if you would, please remind the listeners how they can get in touch with you. Sure. And I'll be serious for a second and thank Mark for being here. We appreciate your time. You've won yourself a free few bourbon drinks. Wow. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. So thank you for that. 617-759-1513 is my cell. Mike.Freeman at AnyMoves.com is my email, and you can also check out my website, MikeFreemanHomes.com. Well done, as usual, my friend. Make sure you follow this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Freeman on Real Estate.